0: I'd first like to welcome uh, my brother, Father Justin Waltz. For those of you that don't know him, uh, he's down here. We're going on a little vacation uh, with our family after this mass. So he came down as is kind of celebrating today. Uh, it's always good to have my brother. who's like, it's great because he's brother in the priesthood, but also brother in blood. And uh, it makes life <clears throat> a lot more simple when your, bro- your brother's a priest with you. If I were to ask you what the crisis of the church is right now, what would you say? You don't have to raise your hands, there's no participation this morning. But what do you think the crisis is? Some would undoubtedly say it's the priest abuse scandal. Uh, Others would say it's possibly how the bishops have handled that scandal. Others would maybe say it's the lack of catechesis uh, to the lay faithful. Maybe it's lack of belief in the real presence of the Eucharist. And these are all crises for sure. But I don't think they're the biggest one. I think the biggest one is at the root of all of these. And I've been thinking a lot about it lately. Because there is a crisis. A priest friend of mine, I think, came up with the answer. And he said it's a line from the prophet Hosea. The prophet Hosea was 500 years before the time of Jesus, to keep that in mind. And God says through his prophet, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. My people are languishing, dying, perishing because of a lack of knowledge. Now, to be clear, God is not saying my people are dying from a lack of information. They don't know enough data. We have unlimited plans for data. We have enough of that. What he's talking about is something much more intimate. Something way, way deeper. If you remember in the Old Testament, in a couple of translations, it says, Adam knew Eve and she bore a child. You get an understanding of what biblical knowledge is. It's a deep, intimate bond, a communion of relationship. So what is the prophet saying? My people are dying. They're languishing. Because they don't have a deep intimate relationship with me. And when the creator is eclipsed. Pushed to the side. Blotted out. The creature. That is you and I. Who are made in his image and likeness. Lose our way. I want to read a little scenario for you. And I want you to think. If you know anybody like this. People that they're married, they have a child, they baptize the child, <clears throat> grows up in a family that occasionally goes to Sunday mass, shows up for first communion, pretty much checks out for the next six years, shows back up for confirmation. Then they go to high school where God is maybe at best a Sunday thing. <clears throat> then they go to college and completely lose their faith. But when they come home, they go to mass at Christmas and Easter because their parents make them. And then they meet a girl or a guy in college right afterwards who's Catholic. And their parents say, you got to get married in the church. So they get married in the church. Those two get married, have a baby, baptize it, and it all starts over again. Why? Because I, I think the plague of the church right now is people really don't know Jesus. They, have, they haven't met him. And the bulk of Christians practice their faith For I think one reason. They don't want to go to hell. And they know they need something. But they don't know what it is. My friends. There are countless of people like this. In the church right now. And that is not a judgment. That is just reality. I think a good way to sum it up. I met an Italian when I was over in Rome. And we were talking to him. And Italy itself is like 95% Catholic. Uh, But I think like. 20% 20% practice. Anyway, we're talking to this guy and it was all in Italian, so I'm not going to I'm going to do a, a, a jersey Italian accent for you. <clears throat> it's the best I can do. So I was talking to this guy and, and he was like, "Oh, he's like, I'm Italian." I, like, I love I love my Italian heritage. And I'm like, "But are you Catholic?" And he's like, "Father, I'm Italian. Of course I'm Catholic, okay? That's just the way it is, father." And I'm like, "Great." I was like, "So, Well, what parish do you go? Where do you attend Mass in Rome? And he's like, whoa, whoa, father. I said I'm Catholic. I'm not a fanatic, okay? A fanatic. Simply to go to Mass is fanaticism in this man's mind. People don't know him. And I think they don't know him because they don't spend time with him. And if you don't know Jesus, if you don't have an intimate, deep love for him... The Catholic faith is going to be boiled down to ritual, observance, obligation, rules, and regulations. That will be it. (laughs) And that will quickly boil down into, doesn't God just want us to be nice and good? No. God does not just want you to be nice. Being nice and being good are good things, but what Jesus wants is for you to be holy. He wants you all in. And it's given to us today in the gospel. Did you hear the words of the gospel? You can shake your head. Did you hear the words of the gospel? Did they bother you? They didn't bother you? Jesus says, unless you hate your parents, you can't be my disciple. Unless you hate brother and sister, you can't be my disciple. That should bother you. It bothers me. Now, to be clear, hate in the Hebrew word is an idiom. It actually means prefer. But even that, if you prefer mom and dad to me, you can't be my disciple. If you prefer brother or sister to me, you can't be my disciple. If you prefer the Vikings to me, that might be easy actually. It's easier to prefer Jesus. (laughs) You can't be my disciple. These are crazy words that he's given to us. Being a Christian doesn't mean being a rule follower or being nice. Being a Christian means I have surrendered my entire life to him. He's the most important thing in my life. He gets the best of everything I am. My time, my talent, my treasure. Everything belongs to him. I give it to him because he gave everything to me. And it means spending time with him. You can't know somebody unless you spend time with them. When I was a young priest, <coughs> this guy came up to me because Jesus means everything to me. He is the center of my life. And it's not just because I'm a priest. It's because I'm a Christian. And this guy came up to me and I don't know what his deal was. It was like my second year of priesthood and I was preaching at a wedding and he came up and he was already tuned up. He had had way too much to drink. and he, So that made it even more awkward. But he was like, I think the church is a joke. I think Jesus is a joke. Everything that you were preaching on is a joke. Jesus is a mythological made up character at best. At worst, he married Mary Magdalene, blah, 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 blah. I was just like, I don't know what I did to warrant this kind of attack. But at the end of it, and for the record, I don't recommend doing this. But at the end of it, he looked at me and he's like, so what do you think? And I said to him, and his wife was standing beside him, I said, sir? Your wife is ugly. And he, I thought he was going to hit me. <clears throat> if I wouldn't have been wearing my blacks, I'm pretty sure he would have hit me. And when he finally settled down, I said, the reason I said that to you is because the stuff you were saying about Jesus, Jesus is the most important thing in my life. And when you say those things, it's like me saying your wife is ugly because your wife is the most important thing in your life. Is that how we feel inside? Is that how we react when we get attacked for our faith? It hurts. It should hurt. In fact, you should downright get mad about it. But that's only if he's the center. If he's everything for you. Jesus Christ was not born into this world so that you and I could be nice. He isn't like a health, a a life coach with good advice for you. He came into this world to suffer, to die, and to experience everything that we do so that we no longer have to be alone. But do you know him? Do you love him? Because once you do, it will decide everything else. I want to read a quote to you, end with this quote by a priest. His name is Father Henry now and it's one of my favorite quotes ever. He said this in regards to prayer. Why should I spend time praying every day when all I do is think about random things, friends, books I could write, people that annoy me, and all the silly things that grab my mind. My mind is never centered on God. The answer is this. Because God... Is greater than my mind and my heart. And in what is really happening during that time of prayer is not measurable in terms of human success or failure. What I must do first of all is be faithful. If I believe that the first commandment is to love God with my whole heart, mind, soul, and body, then I should at least be able to spend some time with Him every day in prayer. And I love this line. He says, the question as to whether it is helpful, useful, practical, or fruitful is completely irrelevant. Because the only reason to love is love itself. Everything else is secondary. The remarkable thing is this, though. I may think that sitting in the presence of God, morning after morning, day after day, week after week, is a complete and total waste of time. But it radically changes my life. It seems that I was not all alone. That during those what I called useless hours, there was a small voice speaking to me far beyond my noisy place. So be confident, love him, trust him and it will decide everything else. May we have that confidence and that love for Jesus.